Welcome to the Loudoun Impact Podcast, interviewing purpose-driven leaders in Loudoun County, Virginia. And now, here is your host, J.C. Sylvie. J.C. is a Naval Academy graduate, former Navy pilot, and now top real estate agent, focusing exclusively in Loudoun County. We have a great guest today, someone I'm excited about chatting with, Roger Zern, treasurer of Loudoun County. Roger, welcome to the podcast. J.C., thanks very much for inviting me on. So you're, you're famous uh, in, in a way, Roger. Everybody gets uh, a piece of letter from you a couple times a year, maybe more. We but, call them um, love notes in the industry. Is that what it is? It's a love yeah, note. Yeah, love notes. <laughs> Hence the tax bill, right? Exactly. Yeah. Roger, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did, how did you end up here as the uh, Loudoun County Treasurer? Well, uh, moved here, I guess, about 35, 36 years ago, lived in Sterling, raised my two kids, was involved in coaching back then and just raising the kids and uh-huh. um, basically was asked to serve on a committee. Uh, we spent a year putting together work on affordable housing, actually, and uh, did all kinds of studies and presented it to the Board of Supervisors. And they simply said, thank you. And they shoved it away, never to be seen again. Yeah. And six months later, I went back to the board because we put a lot of work into it. And I was told that we're the board of supervisors and we'll do as we see fit. Thank <laughs> you for coming. Well, I was, I was ticked off. And I went back and I told my wife at the time how upset and mad I was and how they treated the public. Uh-huh. And she she made the mistake that later she regretted and said, so why don't you do something about it? <laughs> and so coincidentally, as things sometimes happen, a gentleman from the Republican Party happened to see that. He called me, goes, hey, would you be interested in running? And I was like, sure. Now, what does that mean? Yeah. And But one thing led to another. I ended up running for the, the woman who was the Sterling seat at that time resigned uh-huh. timing, timing is everything in life sure. and so i ended up running against the incumbent who was appointed and one with 72 percent of the vote which shocked the hell out of me whoa and this is for uh for the board of supervisors board of supervisors back in 1990 oh my and God. uh population then interestingly enough was 86,000 people pretty much a, a rural economy mm-hmm. very agrarian we had 23 dairy farms then. Ah. Uh, it was a different place, different time. And anyway, I served uh, two terms on the Board of Supervisors. And then uh, the treasurer who served for 35 years, a gentleman by the name of George Titus, retired. And combined, I was a banker for 20 years prior to uh, serving on the board. Mm-hmm. And so combined with my banking experience on chairman of the finance committee on the board of supervisors, I ran and uh-huh. was blessed to win. And here we are 25 years later. So the treasurer, that's, uh, that's, uh, uh, that's not an appointment, right? You no, it's, wrong. Yeah, it's an elected position. I, I've been, I'm Loudon's, I mean, not to talk myself up, but I'm Loudon's longest elected official uh, serving elected official 30 31 years now 31 years elected. how often do you have to get elected every four years every four years yeah, oh, yeah. so that's got to be super stressful it can be it definitely can be and 
this election, this past election, which just occurred this past November, probably was the most stressful, I'll admit. No kidding. Uh, yeah, there was, there was a lot of uh, antagonizing going on right now. And it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. Right. There's uh, strong feelings. Let's just put it that way. Different ball game than it was uh, 30 years ago as far as. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, you adapt. And, yeah. and But at the end of the day, really, the key is I really enjoy doing my job. I've got great people working with me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that was why I ran again. It's, uh, sure. I'm at a point in my life, honestly, where I could do what I want. If, if I didn't enjoy this job, I wouldn't do it now. Uh, but I do. And I'll tell you, I mean, you know, kind of bringing it around to today, this is exactly why, why I'm in my job is we've got a really, really difficult time. Yeah. And fortunately I've been through three downturns previously. So this isn't my first rodeo, but this is probably the worst one. Oh, heck yeah. So that's, uh, that's a good lead into, um, our current situation financially. Talk a little bit about how the county is positioned financially to weather this. A lot of uh, counties, states, cities are worried about maybe going bankrupt. So where's Loudoun in that big scheme? Well, fortunately, Loudoun has always been very well managed fiscally. Um, we've got a budget of about three and a half billion dollars and fortunately, we had a good 10% good reserve uh, stashed away for times that you could never anticipate, i.e. here we are. Right. And so, you know, that, that really helped. The county administrator, to his credit, reacted very quickly, froze all spending, froze all hiring, mm -hmm. and then going into the next year with the concurrence of the Board of Supervisors, We've set aside $100 million in anticipated potential losses uh, sure. with roughly about uh, $60 million on hold for the schools and $40 million on the county side. Uh, all capital construction that had not already begun has mm -hmm. been held up. So the county's tightening its belts in every way possible. We don't know, and anybody who says they know is lying because we honestly have no idea how bad the fallout of this is going to be. And it's also dependent on how long this goes. Yeah. You know, if this goes on for literally another six to eight weeks, everybody, everybody, not just the county government, not the state government, everybody is going to be really, really hurting. Yeah, I, I agree, uh, Roger. I, um, I hear a lot of people talking about that we're just going to bounce out of this, and as soon as there's a as soon as there's a vaccine, then the uh, demand's going to be right back up there, and uh, we're back to normal. And I don't see how that can happen personally. I I just look at you know the entire economy, the world economy has has stopped, right? That just doesn't start up on a moment's notice. You don't, you don't snap your finger, and all of a sudden everything just goes back to the way it was. Right. And that that's that's not that's not right and that's not going to happen and i think i think people who say that are are kind of um i i just don't they're being being honest with us when they say it can happen that quickly i, I just don't see it um especially and and i'm kind of curious about your thoughts i mean we're we're talking um 
you know, uh, fiscal policy, monetary policy, stimulating uh, the economy, um, the treasury printing billions, trillions of dollars trillions. over and over again, and just flooding the economy. What are the consequences of that? Well, right now, actually, from a monetary standpoint, um, it really shouldn't impact the, in terms of inflation much at all because there's zero activity. Yep. So, you know, you, you need to have compounding effects to really st start inflation in a big way. There's nothing else out there. Yep. Um, but, you know, at some point, that debt is going to need to be paid. Yeah. That's that's one of the questions that I mean, in all honesty, that probably I was most concerned about was it, there's been now four stimulus bills put out there totaling, I don't know, eight trillion dollars, something like that. And uh, not one section has been devoted to how we paid for. It. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing right. that they needed to right. do that. Right. But somebody at some point should have said, and we'll pay for this, how? And that, that just wasn't, hasn't, and never has been part of the conversation. And Ever. that's troubling. Because yeah. everything we do within this county, mm -hmm. we have to determine how we're going to cover this. And fortunately, we have. And one of the saving graces that I, I do want to relay is to Loudoun County that probably is unlike any other county in, maybe in the nation, honestly, is we have a revenue of about $320 million that's coming from data centers. Mm -hmm. Now I know there's people who have issues with data centers and that type of thing, yeah. but I'm gonna tell you right now, there are saving grace because their usage as you can, because we're, what are we doing right now? We're right. going over the internet. Yeah. Well, data centers uh, are, are just thriving. It's there are, Their usage is up 55%. I know of two that have said, we need to get these built no matter what the cost, get them built now. Um, so their, their revenue is pretty solid and they'll, they'll be contributing about $300 million. That's the one thing we've got that probably no other county has. Right. Uh, so, you know, there's a little bright spot, but you know, out of $3 billion, 300 million is only 10%. So, we're still going to take take yeah. a hit, and you know, and the idea is that we can't be burdensome on the taxpayers either. We gotta we gotta control our future. Uh, brings us to the topic of what the county can do for small businesses these days. I, and I believe yesterday they came out with a program um, that's designed for that. Can you talk a little bit about that, Roger? Sure. Let me first uh, add that we have moved the personal property deadline from May 5th to June 5th in an attempt that we hoped that the uh, economy will at least begin to open up and recover slightly to help taxpayers. Um, but beyond that, the taxes will be due both real estate and personal property on June 5th. In terms of the program that was just approved Tuesday night by the Board of Supervisors, Buddy Riser from Economic Development brought forward a $1 million small business grant mm -hmm. to um, businesses here in Loudoun County, and it'll be geared towards businesses with three employees up to 100 employees with two tiers, uh, three to 25, and then 26 and over. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's about 450,000 allotted to the smaller businesses and about 500 and fifty thousand dollars to the larger businesses and that's a grant that's a grant and the smaller businesses will receive seventy five hundred and the larger businesses a grant of ten thousand dollars it's going to be uh basically applications built will be received over a 72-hour period we will then and i'm honored to have been asked to serve on the review board there'll be three people the director of finance myself and also the Buddy Riser, who's the head of economic development, reviewing the applications. And then in, in order to avoid any appearance of favoritism, and I've already seen on uh, in the newspaper comments that you know the businesses that contributed to the Board of Supervisors are gonna make sure they get theirs. Nothing could be further from the truth. I pride myself on the, my integrity and that's one thing I am proud to say I've had over the years. This review process will be straight up. But most importantly is at the end, when all the applications have been reviewed, we're going to randomly select uh, those that qualified. So that avoids any appearance that, oh, I like this guy. I know this guy. Oh, she is a great CEO. They ought to get yeah. none of that's going to come into play once they've been deemed. Um, having met the criteria, then we will uh, award it on a random basis and until the money runs out, which will be very quickly. I was going to say, I, I don't see any issue <coughs> spend, uh, giving that money out. I, I, I see a lot of, a lot of businesses that are going to be ready to go. Yeah, probably, probably the one thing that if, if we had had an opportunity, we should have done, maybe could have done it, maybe it'll come back. Is nothing, nothing towards the sole proprietors. I, I wish we could have taken a look at that, but the board wanted to get try to maximum effect, and those with the employees were the ones deemed most appropriate. Yeah, that that makes sense. I I I can uh, see why they chose that. Um, definitely is is something different than what uh, the federal government has done with <clears throat> with their PPP program and all the craziness about you know, huge uh, publicly traded companies getting 10, $20 million. That's like insane. So uh, I'm glad you guys are doing a little bit different and it's, you know, small business three to 25, I guess, and then up to Correct. 100. So um, I think that's, that's, a, that's a great place to start. Um, um, hopefully I get a chance to talk to Buddy Riser. He can talk to me a little bit more about it. <laughs> Well, they can, you can go online. I think the application is being written as we speak right now. Uh-huh. Uh, go into the, and once we get everything finalized, because literally we're trying to get this done as fast as possible, uh, we'll, we'll put something out in both in the press and subscribe to Loudon Alerts okay. uh, because we'll literally send you a text going, hey, the applications are available. Um, Will will and, it be will it be on the um, Loudoun County Economic Development website? Yes, and also Loudoun County's website as well. Okay, all right, good. Yeah, that's awesome. Roger, um, we want to wrap up a little bit here. Um, learn a little bit something about you. Um, what was it like growing up at the uh, the Zern household? What was what was uh, the dinner table like when you were growing up? Well, I guess I'd. I come from a little different background. Um, my father left when I was eight years old. He was an abusive alcoholic man who beat the hell out of my mom. 
So when he left, it was one of the best days of my life. Uh, my mom had a fourth grade education and cleaned houses. So the dinner table was uh, rather bare, no candles, no nothing like that. Uh, but there was a lot of love. And one thing that she insisted on because she didn't have it was an education. And so literally she was a tough woman. And if she, they, they uh, sent a note home from school, I'd get smacked upside the head, literally. I'm not joking. Mm -hmm. And so school and education was important. And that's the way I got out. I grew up in inner city of Baltimore. Mm -hmm. um, and so was one of the few whites amongst, uh, you know, a, an African-American city. And so you learn to adapt. You learn how to get along. You also learn how to fight when you need to. And so you, you know, it was an interesting um, time growing up. But, you know, I, I mean, I'm blessed because here I am today. And quite honestly, when I was 13 years old, I would have never expected to be doing anything like what I'm doing. Sure. Yeah. You must be proud. I'm sure your, your mom would be proud of where you are right now. Um, yes, she was managing this crisis. Uh, we're lucky to have you, Roger. Um, for for the folks out there that um, you've got a, a actually a pretty cool social profile. I mean, you're on Facebook quite a bit, and you engage a lot in people with people. And <clears throat> I think it's kind of neat. Like I, I don't know how many uh, county treasurers do what you do. Um, so where can people find you if they want to engage with you, want to chat with you, and have any questions? Where where, where can they find you? Well, obviously on Facebook. And that's uh, Roger Zern? Just Roger Zern. Yep. And, um, and quite, and you know, I, they certainly can email me at work, rogerzern.loudon.gov. I, I take all my calls. I answer all my emails. I don't have a secretary screening anything. We keep a, we keep a very tight ship. Um, we, we view taxpayers' money as being sacred. And so... I literally don't have a secretary and you know when you call you there's a good chance that you'll hear my voice i will vouch for that roger um yeah i we uh message each other on facebook i i was kind of curious if i was gonna get a hold of you or not but 10 minutes later you you wrote back and you know i've got your cell phone number so um that's cool i i really appreciate it you making yourself available to the people of loudon county and joining me today i, I Great conversation, and um, we look forward to getting on the other side of this uh, COVID crisis and and being on a good financial standing as a county. And well, let's get the citizens through this. The county will follow. I guarantee you that. But right now, it's important that everybody takes care of themselves, that they stay safe, you know, and don't be stupid. Yeah. Good advice. Good advice. Roger, thanks for joining me. Really appreciate it. Casey, thanks for having me, buddy. You bet.